the Links and Locks podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Links and Locks podcast. I'm Jason Sobel. He's Ben Everill from the PGA Tour, and we're going to break down our 18 favorite bets, playing 18 holes for this week's John Deere Classic. Benny, big event this week. Are you ready? I'm always ready, mate, as you know. Um, John Deere Classic. We've got some, I like to call them opportunity weeks for a lot of guys on tour, where a few of the big names might not be there, but it's a chance for guys to to show themselves. And, and you know, look, 500 FedEx Cup points, whether you win this week, last week, you know, or some of the other big weeks, and time on the tour for the years to come. So big chance for a lot of guys this week. I feel the same way about it being an opportunity week for the rest of us too. Whereas uh, you might have a buddy who doesn't really know much about golf and said, ah, I'm going to throw, throw a couple bucks on somebody and pick Xander Shoffley at the Travelers Championship because he was <laughs> one of four players he'd ever heard of. And hey, he gets a winning ticket. And you're like, oh my God. This yeah. week, you've got to do your research. You've got to study a little bit. You've got to know some of these players who are a little bit further down the board because we really don't have too many top players. So, Let's get right into it. Playing 18 holes for the John Deere Classic. Benny, you're first off the tee. Yeah, all right. I'm going to start with the winner. But just quickly, last week's winner, him and I have got a bone to pick. I went hard, as you know, at the US Open on Xander Shoffley. All in on the man. Yep. Didn't close there. Then, of course, did I did I back up and give him another run? Not huge. Good on you, Xander, you bugger. Never, uh, never mind. I'm glad, that, I'm glad uh, he got back on. Glad he's back into some form. Um, all right. My first winner of the week. I like to go a winner at the start and the end. As you know, I'm going to go with the best Putter on tour, Denny McCarthy, 2,200. You can see Denny McCarthy. Look, I'm going to put a caveat here. He usually gets lost in shootouts. He usually plays his best golf when it's a little bit harder. But I just have been watching him roll the rock the last few weeks. He's been very good all season. Uh, I just uh, call it a feeling, call it a gut call, whatever you like. But I'm going to go Denny McCarthy as an outright option, 2,200. Okay. Uh, Why don't I... Stay on the same page with you, and I'll move some things around here on my list. And for the second hole, I will go to my Denny McCarthy selection, which I have him down for a top 10. But quite frankly, if you want to take him outright, as Ben is suggesting, I have zero problem with that. Really liked him last week. I was saying, stay away from the guys who contended at the U.S. Open because I figured they'd be worn out going into the Travelers. But I did like McCarthy, wound up missing the cut. Could be a blessing in disguise moving forward. I do like him this week. So, again, I've got him top 10. No problem with you saying uh, a little bit for an outright as well. Okay. We'll, we'll go to the third hop when I'll um, – uh, let's go to the first round leader since that's something early and a little hot off the presses as usually. Know a guy that will be in the early groups on Thursday morning. This one might surprise a few people. Might not. I don't know. I'm going to go with a really old bloke who I think – has a bit of history at TPC Deer Run, and it's 70 to 1 to lead after just one round going out early. Steve Stricker, yeah. for me, is a guy that I think can absolutely um, even contend. Look, look, he's old, but he's, no one's played better at that joint than him. So I like looking at 70 to 1, 80 to 1. I think that's what he was outright. So if he's that for the first round and he's starting in the morning, I think Steve Stricker could, could keep going. He just missed out at the Senior Open last week. He's obviously in some form. Who knows? I'm going to tell you a little something about Steve Stricker. Leader in the podcast, Ben. Mm. Oh. Where are we going with really? that? Okay. Really? 
Yeah, okay. oh yeah. I'm gonna save ah. Steve Stricker for a little while from now on the back nine. All right, let's get to the fourth hole. I'll give you uh, an outright selection with a big number next to his name. Uh, only one rookie has won so far on the PGA Tour this season. If you're sitting in the 19th hole somewhere and you ask someone to name that player, you might get a Davis Riley, you might get a Mito Pereira, you might get a Cameron Young. None of those are the right answer. It's Chad Ramey. I'm not picking Chad Ramey, but it's another rookie. They could beat those other three really talented guys. Hayden Buckley yeah. has played really well at times and not so well at times, but I do like the fact that he's shown there's a high ceiling there. He was 14th in the U.S. Open a few weeks ago. Hey, if you're taking a shot on somebody, why not take a shot on a young guy who's got some talent and has a huge number next to his name, I believe 150 to 1 for Hayden Buckley this week. I'll just say on him, mate, uh, our guru with uh, KFT players, guys coming through the Corn Ferry Tour, um, Kevin Price, he was gung-ho on that kid at the US Open. He told me that he would stick around. He wouldn't fall back outside the top 15, 20. He was even thinking he would be within two of the lead at some time on Sunday. So clearly he's seen a lot of this guy and there must be something there that I haven't seen yet, but is probably there, as you said. So I'm not going to discount it. Um, I'm going to stick with my old blokes. I was... Um, like as I said, I like Stricker for first round leader. I sort of thought there might be a, a play here for a, um, a a parlay of guys to make the cut, and I found three guys that I reckon you could put together and maybe get some good odds: Stricker, the defending champion Lucas Glover, and Zach Johnson, another yeah. guy that loves the area and does whatever else, um, and you know plays really well there and, and, and treats it like almost like a home major when he plays there. So I think if you put the three of those together you're probably going to get some decent number for those guys to make it to the weekend. That's about 140 years worth of golfer right there. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I think they could do it. I think there's just, you know, they're just going to be out there having a bit of fun with people in their local, in the local community for two of them. And, and, um, as in club as the defending champ. So like good vibes. Let's see what they can do. I like that. Are they all playing together this week? Uh, do you have some intel on that? Ooh. No, I believe that Stricker is in a featured group early. As I said, let me just see if I can spin this up. Uh, I know you. Oh, have I would have loved that. Before they're out, that, but that would have been really cool. But let's see. Stricker is with um, Cameron Champ and another guy I'm going to mention shortly in Cameron Davis in that mm-hmm. early Thursday window, and you'll see uh, Lucas Glover in a in a featured group with Zach. So they do play together, but with Dylan Fratelli, three former champions. Okay, there you go. So they're in the afternoon on Thursday. That those guys. All right, get to the sixth hole. Another Midwest guy, he's Indiana, not Illinois, and I don't believe he lives there anymore, but I've played him a lot over the last decade. I, I've, I've been waiting for this guy to sort of pop up, and we've seen all these class of 11 guys, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Daniel Berger, become superstars. Oh. It, it hasn't happened for Patrick Rogers yet, but I think it's, you know, look, <laughs> and I don't think it's going to I, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, yeah, he's the next big star. That's not what it's going to be, but he's starting to play better golf right now. I look at him almost like a Luke List, sort of a late bloomer, kind of, you know, gets into the meat of his career and then starts playing some better golf for whatever reason. But Patrick Rogers for a top five this week at a place where uh, it should be uh, prime for his game. I, I really like him. Uh, it's my turn to say we'll get to that later in the podcast. Okay. <laughs> wow. We've got the same vibe going again, Sobs. This is uh, getting a bit freaky. All right, well, I'm not going to say anything on him just yet. We'll come back to that man. Got it. Uh, that leaves me with the seventh hole. I just sort of half mentioned this guy in those featured groups earlier, but Cam Davis, I've got him for a top 20, the, the young Aussie. And she said, Do you come from an 
this time of year is sort of where he gets into his, you know, his best golf, his sort of training. He had a few good rounds last week uh, in Connecticut there, but not great. And on the Sunday, he sort of faded back. And talking to a few blokes, a few people in his team, they said that um, that was a little bit of unlucky. He was trying to sort of push and press and knew that he needed to go super low and made some mistakes. And that, you know, you make any bogeys on that course and you basically drop 55 spots. So um, they're quite happy where he's at. They like his mental state, what he's going after, the swings coming into into, into vogue. So uh, I think we're going to see some Cam Davis love at top 20, 220. Yeah, he was right there for a while last week. Uh, couldn't quite keep it going, but I, I like that. He's played some good golf on some shorter golf courses this year. I get the TBC deer runs kind of in the middle. It's a 7,200 and change, but still on the shortish side, plays a little bit shorter. So I can see that this week. I've got top 20 on a guy that I think a lot of people are going to like this week. Uh, based on his past performances, a fourth place last year, a sixth place back in 2019, the previous time this event was played. Of course, they didn't play in 2020. Adam Shank has a nice record at this one. I'm not ready, Benny, to go all in. Uh, you've got to really believe that Adam Shank is just, you know, just absolutely loves everything about Deer Run if you're looking for another top five type finish. But for a top 20, I, I think that's very reasonable against this kind of field. And uh, the fact that he's got success on this golf course in the past should mean something this week. Random fact, but I really like his missus. She's so funny. She gets out and watches and she's quite, uh, she has a good little presence on Twitter. So search for that up and, and see how she goes. And um, good little duo, those two. So I always like to see him do well. All right, ninth hole, I always go with my long shots um, going into the ninth hole. Um, and look, I mentioned Stripper earlier. Uh, I feel like you're going to go there. So I'm not going to argue that 7, 8, 70, 80 to 1. But I was looking at Zach Johnson, as I mentioned, 100 to 1. And then this one here that I'm going to throw out at you, just because I was um, watched him play well at the venue a few times when I when I covered the event, and it just seems to be one of those places he could come out of nowhere. And I'm looking, given that the, the most guys that are usually long odds are not, this guy maintains long odds this week, and that's 150 to 1 for Chesson Hadley. Uh, Chesson yeah. Hadley is... Gone low on this course a few times before. Strikes me as the type that could come out of nowhere like he did at, um, uh, what was that? What was the event we had last year that came out of nowhere that he should have uh, won and felt that uh, he Yeah, it was the one that we made up. But Yeah, the one, <laughs> the one in South Carolina, Congaree. That's the one. Congaree, that's the one, of course. Sorry, guys. But yeah, like so that was a week where he should have won. He's known for being up and down, and he definitely plays well in places he's comfortable. So this is one of those places, and if you're looking for a big number, um, which could, you know, someone could surprise 150 to one. I thought Chesson was someone to look at. All right. I like that. That's the front nine, Benny. Before we get to the back nine, tell them about PGA Tour Pick'em Live. Yeah, that's where PGA Tour Pick'em Live, you get on there and have your free shot at trying to win up to $5,000 worth of prizes. Um, works the same as betting, but it's free. You, you know, you go in and you pick an outright top 10, top 20 for your week long. You can change those picks at any stage that the markets are open but lock in at the new events. So the key is get the guy when they're at their highest odds. So the guys we've just mentioned, start with someone like Stricker, Johnson, Chesson Hadley, anyone you like that's at high odds, um, and then hope to ride them to a victory. If you want to bail on them early, late, whenever, you can jump onto someone else. Just try to have the best score of everyone, and you're going to win some cash with putting nothing out there. It's a lot of fun. I like it. All right, let's get to our back nine, tenth hole. I've got the T, and you mentioned Steve Stricker for a first-round leader. Earlier, I'm going to wait on Stricker, but I'm going to go with the guy who played really well on Sunday at the Travelers Championship. We know he can go low. You've got to go low at the John Deere. 
The last four editions of this event, the first round leader has been 62 twice, 63 twice. So I'm going to need something that matches at least what he did on Sunday. Scott Stallings posted a 63 in Connecticut. I'm looking for him to go low once again when he gets to TPC Deer Run. Well, I guess I'll jump right into the 11th hole with my top five pick, Scott Stallings, <laughs> plus 700. 700 for a top five. I also liked what I saw on that Sunday 63. He's four for five since 2016 at TPC Deer Run. Three top 25s in that time. Absolutely um, enjoys the place. Like you said, guy informed, guy ready to sort of pounce on uh, on a field like this. Do I think he can be the first winner? Absolutely. I think he's potentially could go wide to wide this week. He's good enough. I've, I've stuck with top five. He essentially was my third outright pick. Um, so I'm going to leave him there. Top five plus 700, Scott Stallings. I sat around watching golf all day on Sunday, Benny, and I cringed and winced like throughout the entire afternoon, whether it was Lexi Thompson missing short putts at the KPMG <laughs> Women's PGA Championship, Sahith Vigala trying to extricate himself from the bunker on the 18th hole. I mean, there was, there was just a lot of cringeworthy stuff going on. This is a little cringeworthy itself, and you're going to have to hold tight on this one. Sam Ryder missed seven cuts in a row going into last Oof. week. Wound up finishing in 35th place. The ball striking numbers have actually been really good. I believe he's been positive strokes gained in iron play. And I think it was six of his last seven starts, uh, which is strange that he's missed the cut in so many of them. Obviously, he's not doing everything else very well. But against this field, I'm going Sam Ryder for a top 40 finish. He was runner up here just four years ago. All right. I, I, he didn't show up on my research, mate, but you've, you've given me enough information to think that, hey, why not? It's possible. As I said, these weeks are really interesting. Um, we can put up as much stats and as much um, thought as possible, and we could still end up with someone that most people have never heard of come Sunday. So this is, as I said, this is a, it's actually a good week for you. If you've ever thought about, oh, I kind of like that guy, I'm not sure, like spread your stuff around. Spread your stuff around. Have a little bit of fun. Give yourself five, six, seven, eight guys to cheer on yeah. um, and enjoy it. And, and I think so that's a great point, Benny. I love these weeks yeah. for... You know what? There's a guy that I like, and I just, you know, I was going to bet him against a field that had seven of the top ten in the world. Uh, yeah. This is your kind of week where it's like, hey, pick a handful of guys that you generally like for, you know, you know, the, they're lower-level, mid-tier type players, and, and try them this week because this, this is the week they could pop. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you just sort of mentioned one guy from last week, Figala. Yeah. I was umming and ahhing going back and forward on this one. Is it going to be – it's going to hurt him. He's even admitted that. It's going to stick. Yeah. Yep. But he's also young enough to potentially bounce back from that quickly. Didn't necessarily bounce back that quick earlier in the year, but I'm still going to stick with him for a top 10. I'm going to go plus 350, which I don't necessarily love the number, but I just I, – I want to believe in him. You know, I've said this. I was watching on the weekend. I don't know if you were, and we always have said he's one of those guys we said, we're never going to see him again at 150 to 1. We're never going to yep. see him again at – and I was watching it going, there it is, and I'm not on him. 150 <laughs> to 1, and I'm not on him this week. Thanks. I thought it was it. And I, I do believe we won't see that 150, at least for a while, again, just based on what he did uh, last week. So I'm going to try to be positive, just more so I just really want him to prove exactly what he is, which is a just out-and-out -out star of the future. So I'm going to see if he can hang on there for a, a top 10 this week, 350. Yeah, I, I think it goes one of two ways this week, either that yep. – Hangover carries over to DP, TBC Deer Run, doesn't play his best golf. He's had three yeah. top tens so far this year, hasn't finished in the top 20. He's played the following week after yeah. all of them, 
no top 20s in those following starts. Or mm-hmm. he shows up there this week, looks around, goes, well, I'm the best player here. Let's go get him. And he plays a little yep. piss and vinegar, firing him up throughout the week, and he goes out and, and has a really solid week. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he brings uh, to this one. All right, 14th hole. Uh, there aren't too many matchups listed as we speak here on Monday evening. Books are a little slow this week, but I'm going to pick out one guy that I like for matchups, Ches Reeve, listed in most books right around 50 to 1. I'm looking at other players of uh, similar numbers, Lucas Glover, C.T. Pan, uh, Doug Gim, Anurban Lahiri. I will take Ches Reeve over all those guys um, at a decent number. And Reeve's a guy that I look at with that intersection that we like, Benny, which is uh, current form, just finished in eighth place at the Travelers, and course history. He's played well at the John Deere over the years. So uh, I like that combo. Yeah, that's, that seems like, you know, again, reasonable information. And, and I wish I could find ways to say, nah, you're wrong. <laughs> so we could have it back and forth. But in a week like this, it's much harder for us to do that. Much harder, much harder to do that. All right, where am I at? 15th hole, right? Okay, so I'm going to go with my top 40. Um, one of these is what I see as actually kind of uh, conservative, at just plus 110. And the one I've got for you at plus 450, which mm-hmm. is a throw it out there and do your best. But um, look, Adam Svensson, I've used him quite a few times yeah. this year. Yeah. At 110, uh, he's, he's had a bit of form coming in, top 25 the last two starts. Uh, he's, you know, he's inside the top 100 of the FedEx Cup now. He's looking like he'll, he'll be you know, comfortably in the playoffs. Uh, and I think just that fact alone should free him up a little bit and give him a chance to really go hard. He's only played this tournament once before and he was inside the top 20. So I'm ready to say a top 40 at 110 is is something that you could probably, you know, reasonably rely on. And the long shot here in the top 40 at plus 450 is a former champion, John Sendon. Oh, very old, going back. Got some issues in his game. It's you know had had to deal with his a um, lot of stuff in his life with his um, young son having uh, a brain tumor, etc. But the one place that Senna always loves playing is there. Now, look, do I think he could be like those other old guys and, and win the thing? No, no, I don't think that at all. But I, do I think that he could have a good week, feel good about himself, and squeak into the top forty at four fifty? Yes, I do think he could do that. All right, I like that and. He, of course, is an Aussie, and for the listeners out there who may be new to the pod, uh, Benny himself is, uh, he's not impersonating an Aussie. He actually is Australian. (laughs) And sometimes we have to listen not just to what you say, but to what you don't say. So for 16th hole, I'm not necessarily going with a pick. I'm just going with a fade. I'm going with a stay away from this player, maybe even uh, play some matchups against him. You have not, Benny, mentioned the name Jason Day yet. <laughs> Jason Day is 22 to 1. Jason Day has been 22 to 1 anywhere in probably three or four years. Is uh-huh. a real important number for him. I get it. Uh, he is one of the most accomplished players in this field, and it's a very weak field that we're seeing this week. I still, uh, I'm going with not just what you've said this week, but what you haven't said. You haven't said Jason Day's name. He will not be on my radar. Let's see. How can I be? <laughs> how can I go through this? Yeah, look, the odds just don't stack up. They just don't. So Jason's playing there. Look, John Deere is one of the first tournaments that looked after a very young Jason Day. He was one, one of the, he may have even been the first PJ Tour event he played um, from my memory. Uh, and that he has felt an obligation to them that he hasn't been able to fulfill. 
um, over the really solid part of his career because it was the time slot of the event was right before the Open Championship for a long time, and he was unable to get back there to sort of show that appreciation. And it's something that's been on his mind. He literally has talked about it many times. So he's got a chance to go back. He's in a position where he needs to go back as well. He needs to play well. But in a shootout with his putting not at its best and him not doing as well as I expected last week, where I thought he could contend, mm-hmm. uh, the, the odds are just wrong. So, yeah, look, I hope, he, I hope he hears this and proves me completely wrong. But, yeah, take anyone against him you can get. Let's see what happens. No, that, like worked for Cameron, that worked on Cameron Smith a few weeks back. Let's try it. <laughs> um, yeah, my outright, we, you teased him earlier. Look, he's got a runner-up finish here at this event before. I think that was back in uh, 2017. Um, Patrick Rogers at 3,500. Uh, I do think this course represents a space where he could win. Um, he should have won that year. I'm pretty sure it was Bryson that might have overcome him. Uh, a young Bryson got over the top of Patrick, who just got a little nervy. The finish back then, uh, different golfer now, been through so much. He should be well accomplished in terms of feeling that pressure and that pain. Um, and this represents a chance for him to to move his way up and become part of that group that you mentioned, that 2011 class. I've been on him for a long time, and it was literally off the back of me watching him that week very closely at that John Deere Classic. Um, I'd heard about him, hadn't seen him play much, but walked with him almost four days that week and just couldn't believe he didn't win. And that he hasn't won since, I would have put, I probably would have put a lot of money down that day saying he would have won multiple times by now. Um, so, anyway, I'm going to stick with my man and see if he can't get it done this week. So, full disclosure, I came into the day before the odds were out thinking Patrick Rogers was my guy. Mm-hmm. Really liked him this week, like everything about him, starting to play really well. And then I saw the odds, and <laughs> I, I will still have some Patrick Rogers, the number he's at, but at twice the number. I can have a guy who was once a three-peat champion at the John yes, Deere Classic. Guy coming off a final round 65 at the U.S. Senior Open. I know people say, oh, come on, seniors. I spoke with Padraig yeah. Harrington earlier today. He told me it played as tough as many of the U.S. Opens he played back in the day in his prime. Steve Stricker, I, look, I, I get it. It might sound strange to play an outright on a 55-year-old. He'd be nearly three years older than the oldest PGA Tour champion of all time, Sam Snead. And yet, I love everything about Steve Stricker this week. I think he is going to show up and look around and go, I can beat these guys. I can absolutely hang with guys who are less than half my age. Let's go get them. And so, hey. I, I really like Steve Stricker this week. 70 to 1, I think, is a, ter- a terrific number. Yeah, and he doesn't even have to do it. That's the key to this, too. He's not, he's not chasing a spot in the playoffs. He's not chasing anything. But he, what he is, it's a free chase at another trophy for him and a chance at a record, like you said. It's like, he, he just must be like, yeah, cool, let's go. You know, like that's why hey, hey, for me it was. I was just going to say, you know how much he likes this event? Last year, he was the defending champion at the U.S. Senior Open. It was the same week as the John Deere Classic. He chose mm-hmm. to play the Deere over the U.S. Senior Open. That's how much he likes yeah. this event. I think and he had, he had, that's when he first brought his daughter on the bag, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. Anyway, um, and which they just had a great time. And yeah, look, I, I, as I said, I mentioned him earlier at the same number in one round, but I don't, but you know, so I think he can lead the first round. And, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the old bugger went wide a wire. It would not be a surprise because he just backed those three years in a row was something special. He almost, it felt like he was going to shoot 59 every round he played in that stretch. 
he, he like he, he was on notice to do so. So, um, yeah, look, I wish again, I wish I could say, what an idiot, you're hopeless, as if the old bugger's got a chance, but he might well just have one. Uh, I'm with you, Stricker and Rogers this week. Watch out for the old bugger. Look out for him. <laughs> Thanks to everybody out there for listening to this edition of the Links and Locks podcast. Remember, you can find us everywhere you find your favorite pods. Download, rate, subscribe, and listen every single week. Maybe not next week. We're taking a little vacation next week. I haven't even told Benny that yet, but congratulations. You're off next week. We'll be back for the Open Championship in a couple of weeks. Good luck to everybody out there with your bets for this week's John Deere Classic. Here's hoping you hit the green.